Appalachian Gun Range in Jasper is proud to be in Pickens County. They have a modern and spacious facility that's known for being one of the best ranges in Georgia. Some say it's the best they've ever visited. Appalachian Gun Range offers three levels of yearly memberships, plus daily rates with discounts for military, first responders, folks over 60, and children under 15. They offer safety and instruction classes too. Appalachian Gun Range, just off the 515 at Highway 108 in Jasper. Dr. Matthew Camp at Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology welcomes Dr. Charles Newcomer to his Jasper office. Dr. Newcomer is a trained optometrist who can do regular eye exams and handle most common eye problems. Of course, Dr. Camp is still available for more complex eye problems. Dr. Matthew Camp and now Dr. Charles Newcomer welcomes you to Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology behind the racetrack on Interstate South Drive just off 515 in Jasper. Call 678-454-7329. The word community means everything to the people of Community Bank of Pickens County. Community is much more than a name to the owners and staff. They're proud to be the area's only locally owned and operated bank and have a staff that lives in our area. They've continued to offer in-person service at both of their full service locations while also offering you the latest online banking technology. Community Bank of Pickens County saying go Dragons during this 22 football season. Member FDIC. Welcome to Dragon Football Weekly, presented by Appalachian Gun Range. This is Jess Walker. You'll notice not your normal introduction by Tucker Green. He is absent today, so I'm going to be testing out a solo show for you guys, so bear with me. I uh, don't have a whole lot of experience talking to myself, but we're going to try it out today. Uh, one positive, I do have an easy topic after a big win last week versus rival Gilmer County, 27-10. to 10, The Dragons were on top. Uh, huge win for a, for a couple reasons. I'll detail that uh, at the end, but first, uh, I'm just going to take you through the game. Those of you who uh, didn't get to tune in to us on Friday night or watch, I know ETC had television coverage as well. Run you through a little recap. Uh, first half, Pickens was in control early. They had a quick stop after Gilmer received the ball and then a score right to start the game to set the tone. Something they haven't done uh, a whole lot this year is played with a lead and, and get out and kind of control the game like that. So I think that played a big factor. Uh, Gilmer responded with two two longer drives. Uh, they run that methodical uh, triple option, wing tee, old school style beer, uh, some folks call it. So uh, these were two longer drives. One uh, resulted in a made field goal, the other a missed field goal. So you're at 7-3 when Pickens really starts to break loose. Kobe Brooks had a near 80-yard screen pass that he took for a touchdown, and uh, that really got the home crowd into it. What set the home crowd out of it a little bit and really kind of made you think, uh, Gilmer put up a near 50-yard Hail Mary, making it 14-10 to 10 at the half. So uh, I'm going to talk to to Coach Myers about this a little bit when we have him on. That, that kind of Pickens – really felt like they had the stronger half and that Hail Mary let Gilmer linger, linger around. You kind of wondered uh, what kind of momentum that would take away, suck the crowd of it, that sort of thing. But out of the half, Pickens did a great job in response. Uh, they had in the third quarter uh, one of the best drives, I think the best drive they put on all season. The only one that would rival it would be the uh, game-winning drive versus Christian Heritage about a month ago. Uh, 
18 plays. It was nearly the full length of the field. It started with just over eight minutes left in the third quarter and did not conclude to the beginning of the fourth quarter. Great ball control, play calling, everything. Execution was on. Uh, capped off by Miguel Salto. Touchdown that made it 21-10. to 10. Uh, Later in the fourth quarter, we had consecutive one play and then fumbles by Gilmer. They did that two back-to-back drives on the second of those drives uh, after Pickens was able to take over. Caden Hampton scored the final touchdown of the game with about five and a half minutes to go. Uh, Missed extra point, made it a 27-10 game, and that is how it concluded. So a big win over Gilmer. Now, I think this is uh, big for for a few reasons. A lot of people will point to the – rivalry and and how much that matters to them and that certainly is a big part of it I think a bigger part of it is is how dominant Pickens has been in that rivalry in recent history and it was important to keep that up Uh, Gilmer had several down years there obviously on the upturn but it was important to let them know that uh, the Dragons still have control of that for now but I, I, on a larger scale, I think uh, two things were, were really actually more important than the rivalry itself. Uh, for one, this keeps the season alive. The Dragons were uh, on the precipice of being eliminated from postseason contention. We'll, we'll go over around the region here in, in just a moment. But this would have knocked them out. Uh, they had three games remaining, and those, those three games would have been uh, more or less meaningless because of uh, the – I don't know that they would have been mathematically eliminated, but it would have taken a lot of moving parts and pieces to get them into the postseason had they lost this game to Gilmer. And a second most important reason, I think, was just the attitudes that were around the team, Um, not necessarily speaking from firsthand experience player-wise or anything like that, but more of of the community's outlook on how the season had went so far and everyone was just very very down very sullen you had that one win versus christian heritage at home several tough losses uh, big losses and this a game that many did not expect pickens to come out on top in and a big win a dominant win for them and, you know the final score was 27 10 but really that uh hell mary touchdown was the uh, really made it look a little bit better than it was they they truly dominated this game from beginning to end i think it could change momentum for the dragon season going into these final three games uh of of the region play and and they've got a chance now to make the postseason where if if this outcome had been differently uh, we'd be singing a different song today but moving on from that huge win like i said we're going to talk to coach myers in just a moment Uh, about that and his thoughts on it and the rest of the season but first we're going to take you around the region um, where we sit in the standings and results from last week so I'm going to read them uh, top to bottom we've got Dawson at 4-0 big road victory versus Wesleyan that was one that uh, I called out I looked for Wesleyan to play him close Dawson was a seven point favorite that Massey hit that right on the head but a big win from for Dawson I think establishes uh, their dominance in the region and, and locks in that number one seed for them Lumpkin was off last week. Uh, they sit at number two at two and one. And then our foe last week, Gilmer and Wesleyan, are both two and two. Gilmer owns that head-to-head tiebreaker, which currently gives them the three seed. Wesleyan in the four seed at two and two. Then we've got two one and teams. Uh, our Pickens Dragons and White County picked up their first win last week, fifty-six to fourteen over West Hall. West Hall really struggling at 0-3. That is our opponent this week, and we, we won't beat up on them too much. They've, they've just had a hard time. Uh, 
maybe some moving parts of somewhat of a new region for them and they'll be really just looking to maybe see if they can pick up a, a win somewhere in the season hopefully not against us this Friday but um, moving on for them more than likely out of postseason contention at this point but we're going to take a break here from our sponsors and I'll be back on the other side with Grant Myers. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Feed all the hungry people in your family at Culver's of Jasper. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Jasper is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Jasper, just in front of Walmart. Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating streak in the state for 14 consecutive A ratings and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. All right, welcome back to Dragon Football Weekly. I'm Jess Walker here with uh, head coach Grant Myers. Uh, Grant, I just got done talking about the game last week. I know you're excited, and uh, we'll get right to it. Thanks for coming on with me this week. No, I appreciate you having me, uh, and definitely very excited. Um, you know, one, it's important because it's a region win. Two, it's important because you know we we're struggling there, sitting at one and five, and needed something positive to go our way. And um, you know, they're all important, but this one just been a little bit more because of who it was against yeah that's what i uh, i talked about my two big things i thought it was important because of because of the rivalry but really the biggest the highest magnitude of importance to me was uh the fact that it kept us alive for the postseason i, I don't know that we would have been mathematically eliminated but it certainly would have been an uphill climb had we not picked up this win and then two just momentum of things like you mentioned uh, getting uh, morale back up, people in the community, of course, excited about it. But I, I, the rivalry, of course, huge. But to me, uh, I, the season wouldn't have been over per se. But as as far as postseason hopes, those those would have been very very close to over had we not uh, picked up the win Friday. No, I think that you're spot on right there. Mathematically, we're probably not out of it. But from a momentum standpoint, uh, you know, it would have been uh, a struggle to to go out there and find a way to you know, continue to put in the work necessary that would allow us to, you know, be in a situation where we could possibly make the postseason. Um, you know, and football's a game of matchups, you know, and, and matchup kind of on Friday night fell our way. Uh, we felt like we had a really good game plan uh, defensively. Uh, offensively, we did some things differently based on uh, some of the stuff that we knew that they were going to do on defense. And, uh you know, in the kicking game, we wanted to be sound. So I think in all three phases, we we did a good job of uh, taking advantage of some matchups that we felt like fell in our favor. 
Yeah, that was one thing. Uh, I'm really close with uh, Coach Jordan Shaw on the staff, and he had told me right. before that he felt like even though a lot of folks at Gilmer came in as a favorite, they had had a good season up to this point. And even though that they had been the stronger team based on uh, their record so far, that because of some of those matchups that uh, we would have a good chance. And I, I mean, I, the game to me was not even, um, it was very lopsided, even though it, the scoreboard was 27 to 10. I think it was a little more lopsided than that. You've got the Hail Mary at halftime that changed things up a little bit. How did uh, y'all feel uh, going into half, was were spirits still high? Did that suck a little bit out of the team, uh, giving up that uh, 50-50 ball in the end zone there right before halftime? Well, I'll say this. That last 30 seconds of the first half was a 14-point swing because uh, you know we throw a fade ball there to Marcus Pike, and mm-hmm. he comes up short on him, and he lost it in lights. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't from lack of concentration. It got on him. He lost it in lights right there. So, but if we catch that ball right there, we're looking at 21-3 at half. And, um, you know, things are, are a little bit different. But like you said, we, you know, the message in the locker room was, guys, we have dominated this football game. There's, there's not been anything that they have done that we've not been prepared for. There's not been anything that they've done um, that we don't feel like we can take advantage of. It's on us to continue to finish the job and, and to go out there and execute this second half. Um, you know, and, and we'd struggled some defensively uh, against Lumpkin and against Dawson in region play there, but our kids never wavered. They never really faltered as far as, you know, believing in what we were doing um, and, uh, and executing the game plan there. And then offensively, I think some of the wrinkles that we put in, we knew we were going to give them some challenges, and the kids saw that the dividends that all of those things played in the first half. So the belief we had coming out in the second half, I mean, was through the roof. Yeah, rightfully so. Like I said, it it had it kind of kept Gilmer hanging around a little bit, I guess. But uh, even even like you said, there there was not a lot of life from from that offense to that point. Uh, and they had had a good schedule. They've got a, a tough remaining schedule. Uh, they've they've got Dawson and White. Those will both be games that I think they'll be uh, not necessarily non-competitive in, but on the on potentially on the outside looking in. So a lot left for for Gilmer. We'll talk about what we've got left in a second. First, I want to talk about uh, we're two and zero at home, zero and five on the road. I know that's skewed, and you can't really uh, take that. You, you should take it with a grain of salt, I, I should say. But how much of a coincidence do you think that is? How much of an advantage do we get? playing at home not necessarily just from the crowd but just uh, the ease of no travel and that sort of thing uh i think this is one of those strange outlier stats uh we definitely do have a home field advantage without a doubt like if you go back and you watch the tactical copy of our huddle focus film where the sound is on like we we have an unbelievable home crowd and so that's great but i wouldn't say the fact that we're 0 and 5 on the road is because we just don't play well on the road. I think it's a combination of several things um you know that we've talked about whether it be injuries, whether it be fall break, whether it be you know just circumstance. I think it you know it's a it's an outlying stat right there. Um but you know the thing is good teams have to find a way to win on the road. Uh we're going on the road this Friday. We we need to go ahead and kind of break this stat right here. 
Yeah, I think it certainly is a, a good opportunity to pick up the first win of the season on the road. And like I said, I, I threw that in there. I, I don't buy into it just a whole a whole lot myself, but it was a, a stat that uh, you couldn't help couldn't help but yeah. notice that both the wins are are at home. <clears throat> Speaking of that first road win. Uh, we loved it Friday. You can celebrate for a while, but there's still a long way to go as far as, as postseason. I would say uh, I definitely need a, an additional win, if not a couple of additional wins, to be in that conversation. Uh, remaining schedule, we're at West Hall this Friday. Then, sorry, we're coming at West Hall this Friday, finish up with two home games, White and Wesleyan. Uh, give us your outlook both this Friday and those those final two games versus White and Wesleyan. That'll be uh, huge as far as as playoffs go you know uh west hall you you watch them on film they've got some good pieces they've got some kids that uh you know can do some things in space it's just uh they're a young team you can tell that they're a very young football team they're starting a freshman quarterback they got a few other freshmen that are playing for them um so some of the experience factor kind of uh has been what you see in, in their recent scores within the region. Um, but if we don't come ready to play, like if we are still on cloud nine because we beat Gilmer last week, they will give us a football game and they can beat us. So that's been the message to the kids. Like we're the score is going to start zero and zero. It does not matter that you beat Gilmer last Friday. Like you don't get any extra points when you play West Hall because you beat Gilmer Friday. So let's be focused on the task at hand and not looking back at what we've accomplished in the previous week. Um you know, and then uh, looking at White County and Wesley, and I, I've still Wesleyan's probably the team that I've seen the least film on uh, within our region, just because of the matchups that that we've played. The only team that um, they've played within the region that we have film on was Gilmer, so I, I saw them on film. So I still don't have a great feel for them, but I've seen White against Dawson. I've seen White against, um, or excuse me, I've seen White against. Um, West Hall and uh, just from this past Friday and they're a good solid football team um, you know they, they do things well uh, in all three phases and so we'll have to play a clean game but before we get to even really diving into that we've got to take care of business this week um, you know we take care of business this week against West Hall we even the region record up at two and two and we can start talking about controlling our own destiny in terms of where we are seated within the playoffs yeah, I, I, looking at the schedule for this week, if um, we use the the Massey ratings on the show, they're basically just a, a mathematical formula to formulate f- favorites and, and underdogs. If all the favored teams were to win this week, you would have uh, Dawson sitting at 5-0, and and then you would have 1-2-3. You would have five teams at 2-2 uh, two and two if White, ourselves, and uh, Dawson picked up those wins this week. So it'll be uh, very interesting coming down the stretch if all that happens. And, of course, uh, the expected doesn't always happen either. There's always uh, some some last Friday, for example, I think, uh, yep. if you ask most people, the expected uh, did not happen with our big win there. But uh, we're glad it didn't. I don't have anything else for you today. I know it was a little bit of a shorter interview, just me, myself, so not a lot of uh, back and forth there, but uh, I'm glad we got to do it. I'm glad to have you on, and it's good to come on after a win and a big win at that. No, absolutely. It's good to come on here and be able to talk about what we've got on with our uh, program. You know, uh, one thing I haven't had a chance to really mention is that we've had a very successful sub-varsity season. We we lost our first sub-varsity game last week against Lumpkin, uh, 
28 to 18 and unfortunately we turned the ball over three times inside their 20 so we had opportunities to be sitting here undefeated on the sub varsity level also uh we finish up our last sub varsity game uh this thursday at fannin so uh the future's bright there but we're also getting momentum on friday nights too i think that uh you kind of hit the nail on the head that going in and beating uh you know gilmer obviously was huge for our locker room it was huge for our school it's huge for the community uh and it's huge from a momentum standpoint but i think we can almost look back to the week before against dawson in the second half when you saw from a defensive standpoint us really start to develop an identity of who we are and who we're going to be um and we're going to try and carry that moving forward over these next three region games so you know, while, yes, the, the one and five start was not what I anticipated. It's not what I expected. We can't, con, you know, control anything that's happened in the past. We we can't control what happens over these next three games. And, um, you know, we're going to try and take full advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, and I, even though with the, the sloppy start, I think a, a playoff berth and this win over Gilmer, uh, perhaps an opportunity to win in the playoffs would certainly – that would, you know, be in the back of people's minds at that point. It would be uh, – it. It would negate it almost, uh, and right. you said you can. Uh, what's done is done. Can only move forward. Uh, we do. We try to highlight the sub varsity every now and then. Me and Tucker get uh, little tidbits from the community about how that how they're doing and such. Uh, that's definitely a positive, I think, because we've got. Uh, I would say the offensive core is not young necessarily, but we've got a few seniors among that offensive core. So to have some of those guys join us uh, next season and. Uh, future seasons that'll that'll be a big deal breed a, a hopefully a strong team and a strong program no that's right just trying to develop depth and uh you know when injuries do set in being able to play a, you know a 10th grader that it you know may not quite be as physically developed but is from a talent standpoint able to go out there and and make plays on friday nights you know that's like you said that's how you build quality programs all right, Grant. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I'm going to be back after the break talking about what's going on in the region this week and a little mini preview into our matchup uh, with West Hall. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Pueblo Cantina is Jasper's best Mexican restaurant. Local folks know they use only fresh ingredients and serve a wide variety of freshly made dishes. Restaurants come and go, but Pueblo Cantina has been open since 1997. Lunch or dinner, seven days a week. Come to Jasper's best Mexican restaurant, Pueblo Cantina, 25 Luke Carver Drive at 53 and 515 Jasper. Go Dragons! Appalachian Gun Range in Jasper is proud to be in Pickens County. They have a modern and spacious facility that's known for being one of the best ranges in Georgia. Some say it's the best they've ever visited. Appalachian Gun Range offers three levels of yearly memberships, plus daily rates with discounts for military, first responders, folks over 60, and children under 15. They offer safety and instruction classes too. Appalachian Gun Range, just off the 515 at Highway 108 in Jasper. Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating streak in the state for 14 consecutive A ratings and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. 
Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Coach Myers. We certainly got a uh, insightful look into what went down Friday night. A uh, little bit of X's and O's talk, as, a little, as well as uh, his opinion on uh, kind of where, what's the next step? Where do they go for the rest of the season? And it certainly was a big win, but you cannot. Uh, you've got a, a period of time that celebration is appropriate, and then uh, work begins for this upcoming week. So I, I will start with what's going on with the the rest of the region this upcoming week. And I'll also talk a, a little bit about uh, teams' remaining schedules and what it's going to take for them to uh, make the playoffs, kind of a little playoff picture breakdown. We'll start with our bye team this week. As you know, we've got an odd number of teams in the region, so every team is on bye. Wesleyan will be that team that is on by this week. They sit at 2-2 two and two at the four seed, and they've got a remaining schedule of uh, West Hall at home and at Pickens County. So uh, they've got those two wins already. I think they'll pick up a third versus West Hall. Uh, we, they've had some trouble on the road. They kind of got uh, upset at Gilmer, so I think that Pickens will be able to put up a fight there. But I think that that uh, – that one remaining game against West Hall should be enough to pick up uh, that third win, which I think will be crucial as far as playoffs go. Now into the teams that are actually playing this week, we've got Lumpkin at White. Uh, Massey has got White favored by six points. I think this will be a great game. This is a huge game as far as playoff picture is concerned. You know, White, I think they're a little bit of a sleeper. They didn't pick up their first region win until last week when they played West Hall, but they have played what I would consider two of the tougher teams in Dawson and Wesleyan uh, early in the region schedule. Both of those opponents are behind them. Their remaining schedule, like I said, this week at Lumpkin, but then they do have two tough road tests at Pickens at Gilmer. I think they're certainly capable of picking up a few more wins and putting themselves on the playoff picture, but that'll all start this week. I do think they will be able to pick up that win at Lumpkin. Then we've got uh, recently our most recent opponent, Gilmer at Dawson. Dawson, a heavy favorite in this one, 21-point favorite. I think this will be very low scoring. Both teams like to run. Both teams are very physical. I do think Dawson can come out on top. I don't know about that huge number at 21. I look for Gilmer to play it close, kind of rebound. I don't know that they can come up with a win. Now, if uh, you're paying attention, like I mentioned uh, during the during the interview, if if all the favored teams win this week and the expected happens, then we would have Dawson at five and zero, Lumpkin at two and two, Gilmer at two and three, Wesleyan off still at two and two, Pickens at two and two, and White County at two and two. I, I did miss speaking say we'd have five uh, two and two teams. Gilmer would be two and three, but we would have uh, a lot of mediocrity there, kind of across the board. Uh, all those teams floating around 500 while Dawson is is dominant at the top and West Hall is down at the bottom. And I think that uh, Region 7 AAA could get very, very exciting over the next couple weeks. But uh, first things first, everybody's got to take care of business one game at a time. I think that is uh, a headliner for Pickens this week as they are 27-point favorites at West Hall. West Hall, they've just had a, a tough time. I'm not going to go too much into the preview. I, we talked a little bit about it with Coach Myers. I think that uh, if we still, I don't want to sit here and beat up and beat up and beat up on them when they certainly could uh, compete. They've got a home game. Pickens, like I said, has, has struggled on the road. We don't know that those struggles are purely because of the road, and, and but other factors coming into play. So you do have to be wary. Uh, West Hall, a little bit of background into them. They're 1-6 on the season. They picked up their only win against uh, – 
Cross County Johnson, 23-7 to early in the season. Haven't picked up a region win yet. Uh, kind of something to give a bright spot about them. They do lead uh, the head-to-head series versus picking 6-4, to however the last meeting was in, in 2009, so not a lot of uh, relevance to that. They've had some recent struggles. Uh, they haven't had a winning season since 2016. Uh, they were very successful under their previous coach, Tony Lottie. He had five straight playoff seasons. But uh, since he moved on, Coach Crofton Montgomery has, has had a little bit of a diff- difficult time. Now, they are on a rebuild of sorts. They went 0-10 back in 2019, and they had uh, back-to-back close to 500 seasons uh, the last couple years at 4-6. and six. So they are making some progress um, having a tough time this year. Start a freshman quarterback. Just, just not a great situation for them. Now, what I, uh, one thing that is uh, Pickens should kind of be put on notice about, and I'm sure West Hall knows this, is uh, Pickens is coming off that huge win versus Gilmer, and uh, West Hall has had a poor season. Those two combinations put together is is not a good recipe for success. You will be you will be excited. You will be underestimating your opponent, and I. I would kind of look for a sloppy start here out of most teams. Uh, Picking staff should be aware of this. They should be making their players aware of this. I'm confident that they will do those things and be prepared for that. But stereotypically, kind of, uh, this would be a spot where a team could come out slow and uh, West Hall maybe take advantage. I think that uh, just from talking to Coach Myers just now, the team is aware of that and they will be looking to prevent that sort of thing. Uh, I'm actually – I think Pickens will come up with an easy victory today. I'm going to do a little bit. I'm not going to take them by the 27 that, that Massey has them favored at, nearly uh, uh, four touchdown game there. I, I'm going to I'm gonna take – give West Hall a little bit of credit, take them because of this spot that Pickens is in, maybe looking ahead to uh, the uh, potential uh, postseason implications that their last two matchups could have. And coming off that big win, I'm going to take them to win easily by a couple scores. Not that, not that many though, and it may take them a little bit to get going. So, a uh, couple things to think about um, for Friday's matchup: we will be live at seven o'clock for the Northside pregame show kickoff at seven thirty. I hope uh, you haven't had too much trouble listening to me battle through this thing solo by myself. We uh, we enjoyed the interview, but uh, it has been a task monologuing this whole thing. I'll be looking forward to have. Tough her back on uh, next week and like I said tune in this Friday we'll be looking for Pickens to pick up a win at, in Oakwood at West Hall we hope to see you then